0: What defines crazy? One way Urban Dictionary defines crazy is someone who will go against the rules, a person who acts in a manner that
1: normal society does not approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious, or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, through For my thoughts are not your thoughts,
0: neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my
1: ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though He is enigmatic, He tells us in seven places in Scripture that if we seek Him, we will find Him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek Him and explore the evidence that confirms God be crazy.
0: Many people have asked, why name the podcast God Be Crazy? Mm -hmm. And the simple answer, although it gets us some crazy looks sometimes, is that His ways seem crazy to us. Right. You know, not just to us, but the people who were alive in His day. And even the way He came to this earth was crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, He was born to a virgin. Uh, To my knowledge, I don't think that's happened before or since. Correct. Um, God sent an angel, specifically the angel Gabriel, to Mary. And told her that she would have a son and his name should be Jesus. And she was like, what? How's that possible? Because uh, I'm a virgin.
1: Yeah.
0: And he said, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And he will be called the Son of God. And she responded saying, I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be as you said. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Because I don't. If an angel shows up at in my house and says, yo, um, <laughs> you're about to have a baby. It's God's. Don't worry. And she was scared. She was young she was and scared. scared. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd be like, huh? And she said, I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you said. Literally. Okay. That's what I'll do if that's what you say. That is some faith. That's some incredible faith. and. Mind you, at this time, she's already legally bound to Joseph, who's, mm-hmm. who's technically her husband. And even though they haven't, hadn't consummated the marriage, they hadn't been together, and they weren't physically together at the time right. that the angel, um, Gabriel, came to tell her that, um, Joseph found out about this. I'm sure people are talking because that's what people do, right? Did you hear that? That Mary, she's done got pregnant. By, <laughs> she's saying it's God's baby. And that poor Joseph, he's just, I guess he's going to have to stay with her. I don't know. He probably should divorce her. Oh, yes. I'm sure that people talk. Oh, yeah. The gossip train is rolling and it gets back to Joseph. And Joseph is considering leaving her because mm-hmm. of the news. But mm-hmm. um, so he has a dream. In his dream, he's told, bro, your wife. By an angel. Yeah. By an angel. Your wife is pregnant with the Holy Spirit's baby, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and his name will be Jesus. And uh, oh, by the way, this is all happening to y'all because it's going to fulfill the prophecy that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. You know, saying yes to God can be so scary. A lot of times people don't realize what it takes to say yes to God and actually walk that out.
1: Having mm-hmm. the faith to be obedient to God is freaking hard. Yeah. It is. Faith is literally being certain of something that you cannot see. And and Mary and Joseph were in good company with the faith that they had. In Hebrews mm-hmm. 11 there are there's a list, a hall of fame of faith of of ordinary people who had great faith, who trusted God for what he said was going to happen and what he commanded them to do. So, like Noah, for example. (laughs) Yeah. Noah, that's a crazy story. Here, build this ginormous boat, because I'm going to flood the entire earth and everyone is going to die. And I would like you to put all the animals of all over the creation into this ark with you and your family.
0: I'm sure Noah woke up and was like, "Oh, I can't wait to do some crazy things with God." Mm-hmm. Um, like build a boat when it's never rained and Become a zookeeper. <laughs> Gather the animals two by two. Can you imagine? yeah if <laughs> you had to do the things that God called you to do mm-hmm. in your front yard for everybody in the neighborhood to watch
1: right what it's- does that what
0: does that look like, you know, and how do you? How do you handle that? And his wasn't, it wasn't do this project and it's going to take you 15 minutes. It it was 120 years. Yes, 120 years of people laughing at this old fool Mm -hmm. who was building this giant ark for the rain that has never happened.
1: Yeah. And people in that time were living completely differently than him. They were living truly set apart lives. It says in, in Hebrews 11, I love how this is described. His faith is described as um, when God told him and warned him about things that were going to come. In holy fear, he built this ark to save his family. Holy fear. You know, it goes on to to name other people, of course, like Abraham. You know, I think of Abraham sacrificing, willing, being willing to sacrifice Isaac, yeah. even though he was told that he was going, that God was going to bless him and make his descendants, you know, as numerous as the stars through yes. Isaac. But then he tells him to go sacrifice him. And that had to be the most confusing. And that's crazy. You know, That that was, he, God was testing him and yeah, he and passed the test. And it is crazy because... I mean,
0: imagine God gives you a son, and then says, "I need you to sacrifice him." I'm like, "But you gave him to me. Like, what? Mm-hmm. You promised he's going to be these things, and now you want me to kill him?"
1: Yeah, talk about talk about some faith, man. Yeah, that would cause me to wrestle and scream and be mad and frustrated and, and, and all the things. And so, because. Mm-hmm.
0: That is that's our reaction, our mm-hmm. human reaction, right you know the scripture said Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead, so Abraham was not only willing to sacrifice him but he had enough faith to to believe that if if he did sacrifice him and he'd perish, that God would just raise him back up yeah
1: yeah. That's faith. That is a sold out brother yeah. <laughs> right there, you know? Oh, man. And Moses, too. Like, I think of Moses and how he, like, he chose, he was raised by Pharaoh's daughter, and then he chose to go back to his people, be in slavery, live a mm-hmm. lonely, hard life, and lead those people out of Egypt. I mean, that's crazy. And then the Red Sea that had to be parted. So that everyone could escape the Egyptians. No one saw that coming. That's right? that's about as crazy as it gets.
0: Yes, and I oh yeah, what did you do today? Well, you won't <laughs> believe it. We were we were running away from the king's army and God parted the sea and I was walking and I could see the fish just swimming in the water <laughs> right beside me like crazy. And then he closed it up and swallowed up the army.
1: And everyone died, and we were all saved on the other side. (laughs) These
0: stories, y'all. Yeah. These stories are not just stories. These are testaments of people's faith in God and how crazy our God is. And the scripture says in several places, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Mm -hmm. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to believe in the same God that Abraham believed in, that Moses believed in, that Noah believed in. He Mm -hmm. is the same
1: God. That's the same God we serve. Yes. I mean, and that's just getting started. He goes on to talk about all the prophets and, you know, the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were unwilling to bow down to Nebuchadnezzar's statue. Wasn't that the reason why they got thrown in? And, yeah, and so he turns up the furnace,
0: yes, sends them in there, has them bound, tied up, puts yeah. them in there. the The guards that put them in there perish because the fire is so hot, and they come out not even smelling like a fire,
1: right, and there was an angel in there standing with them, they saw four instead of three. And even the ropes that bound them, did, they didn't burn up, did they? I don't they? think so. I can't remember. But either way, I mean, they come out, you don't even smell like a fire. You get near a campfire, you're going to stink. Yes. And they went in a furnace, increased however many degrees, just because uh-huh. Nebuchadnezzar was so mad at them. And then nothing happens.
0: Like, and they come out not even smelling like a fire. Yeah. Can you imagine what that did for the people that witnessed that? Yeah. Wow.
1: And even Nebuchadnezzar didn't he after afterwards say that he said like, "Wow, your God really did save you. What kind of I God mean, is well, that? What kind know? of God are you serving?" Yeah,
0: he said, "Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who had sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted him." Yeah,
1: so it's I mean everyone's jaw was hanging open. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean that spread like wildfire. No pun intended. Well, pun intended. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. It's just, it's wild, these stories. And then if he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, is he not doing crazy things now? Yes.
0: Absolutely, 100%.
1: He is. He is still speaking to people in dreams, as he did with so many other people in the Bible. He is still giving people, there's still prophets on the earth. There are still these things happening. He's still operating. He's not stopped all of that, he is still using ordinary people to do amazing things Mm -hmm. with his power. And this is not a list, this Faith Hall of Fame, so to speak, it is not a list of the strong people who did great things for God. It's actually a list of ordinary, weak people who just trusted God could do great things for them and through them and for his people. And in our own lives, we have seen him do some crazy things as well. We've both had dreams that kind of knocked us off of our, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of blew our mind. Um, About 12 years ago, I got a dream. Now, I'm a vivid dreamer. I have my whole life, but nothing like this had ever happened. In December of 2010, I got a dream that, I, I mean, I sleep like, absolutely dead to the world. And I got woken up, jarred awake with vivid images of this place. And I had been a therapist for just a few years. And um, I don't even think I'd gotten my professional license. I was still working under an associate license. And I get this vivid dream of a place, it looked like a counseling clinic to me. And I saw it in vivid detail, but only like the entryway and just certain parts of it. And it felt to me very significant. It was so vivid. Normally, I don't dream. uh, I dream vividly, but not that vivid. I mean, it was in very clear detail. And it felt like it was prophetic. And i would never had anything like that in my life. And so I woke up. And um, it was the early morning hours, and I woke up, and I, at the time, I um, instantly told my husband at the time, and I was like, "This is, this is significant." And I called at a thirty-minute commute to my office, and I called my parents and told them what I'd seen. I called my both sets of grandparents and told them what I'd seen, I'd saw, and then whenever I got into the office. Um, my colleague who we talk about everything with each other, I told him, I was like, I, I want everyone to be praying about this. This is really significant. And, um, and much to my surprise, it kind of just went blank. I didn't get anything for nearly 10 years n- no more dreams or anything vivid about this for yeah. 10 years. But I knew, I mean, I I had it in my heart at that point. Like I had, there is something here. I always thought of it. I was like, maybe it's my retirement plan because God knows I do not want to own anything or run anything. I just want to be a really good clinician. I just want to be a very effective clinician. And uh, (laughs) he was laughing. He always laughs at our (laughs) plans. Always. He was like, honey, I don't really care what you want. Remember how you surrendered your life to me? Yeah, so you don't really get what you want. Um but then much to our surprise as our story evolves and our friendship evolves, um it was probably roughly 10 years later. I don't know exactly, but we yeah, probably so. We were talking, I shared parts of it, parts of this dream with you. And you were in support of it, you know. You talked. Mm-hmm. You had. We had kind of talked about different things regarding it, right? But you didn't ever think. We didn't ever think you were a part of it. A no, part of it in any significant I way. Have
0: any desire to be. I mean, like other than I thought it was awesome that you know God had given you this this vision, and I had faith to believe that it was going to happen at some point, you know, in the future, and. Mm-hmm. um That you would go on to help people. And, you know, I mean, I just that's that the clinic would be for that, you know, and I just Mm -hmm. assumed those things. And no part of me ever had any inkling that that would be uh, become a part of my life in the future. (laughs) And not only that, but I'm a hermit. (laughs) Well, I I don't I, I very much enjoy my time alone. I have um, a few very close friends and then a lot of acquaintances. Um, mm-hmm. And I prefer to spend my time by myself. <laughs> I, I just, I, I enjoy that, you know, and I, it's not that I don't care about people.
1: It's just. Well, you'd also had a lot of people early in your <laughs> life. Like you had a lot of very negative experiences. With people young. So. Yeah. Made you not easily
0: trust other people. I, I still don't easily trust people. And nor probably will I ever. But. um, I just never wanted. I never wanted to be in the spotlight. I never wanted any of my story or my life to be something that was on other people's lips. You know what I mean? And then. Mm-hmm. But God. God laughs at us you know he says oh you're gonna write a book <laughs> I'm like you're gonna I'm gonna do huh I don't want to write a book what's the book bu- what, okay what's the book about am I gonna write like a children's book Mm-mm. no you're gonna write a book about your life and I'm like no I don't think I am he's like mm, you are <laughs> And I'm like Mm-mm.
1: <laughs> yeah And And on top of that, you you know, you have, we have that experience um, in the parking lot that we talk about in the first and second episode. Right. And that's big and significant, but it's also to unpack it and share it with the world is, whew. Yeah. For someone who doesn't want to interact with people in a deeply vulnerable way on a massive scale, that is, it's terrifying. And
0: then he says, yeah, tell everyone that story. And I'm like, ah, mm tell anyone that story like (laughs) no one right who's gonna believe that i'm standing in a parking lot surrounded by Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands of demons or that a giant angel michael wraps us up and shows me something that i don't really even talk about but yeah yeah i never want to tell that story yeah
1: Do you have an idea for a podcast but you're not sure how to turn it into reality? You need Ready, Set, Podcast. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish your idea. They have prices to fit any budget and options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. So if you have an idea, reach out to them for a free consultation on their website or social media. At www.readysetpodcast.xyz, Ready Set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. He's a crazy guy, and he's still doing crazy things today. And and on that note, back to
0: the the dream mm-hmm. that that you had, and that I never wanted to be a part of, but I was. <laughs> but I
1: was happy that
0: real, you had that mm-hmm, experience, and mm-hmm. I was just in support of that.
1: Yeah, and so then about 10 years almost to the month of this happening of my original dream you start getting dreams and visions mm-hmm. and i start getting dreams and visions in rapid speed like it's happening
0: it, it was just crazy. downloads
1: constantly yes, it was just like a download yeah and so what i originally saw which was just like a a, a tiny picture of a counseling clinic um in that 2010 dream, I'm now seeing it on a grand scale. And it is not <laughs> just a tiny little counseling clinic. No. Anymore. And now
0: I'm seeing it. hmm And I'm like, I don't even know what this is. Until... And I'm not saying anything about it. I haven't said no, anything to no. you about it. I had kept it to myself because I'm like, I don't even know what this is. And then you say... You're telling me about um, your and dream mm-hmm. and what you're seeing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my gosh. that That's what I'm seeing. And then you start talking about a dining table.
1: Yeah, a dining room table or like in the staff break room or something. Yes. There's a specific kind of table. It's a farm and the table. wood is very specific. Yes,
0: And then so you're telling me about it. And all of a sudden... I am finishing your sentence and you're like, what? You've seen it too. Like, then you realized, we both realized that Yeah. he is showing us the same thing. And I'm like, oh, the That's- hermit in me screams. <laughs> and it's like, no, Jesus, no. I, I don't, why am I seeing her things? I don't want to. Yeah,
1: because you're going to be again. a part of it.
0: <laughs> he laughs again because he's like, you you do not get to be a hermit. <laughs> D- don't worry, I still cry over that a little bit. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't. You have to interact with lots of people. Oh. Lots more than you wanted to. But it's all for the glory of God, so chin up. It is. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it is. And I mean...
0: He could have asked me to do something Mm. worse, I assume. It feels pretty bad to me, but I guess that's the way it is for all of us whenever he asks Mm -hmm. us to do hard things. Yeah,
1: he says we're supposed to take up our cross daily and follow him. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. And in this process, it started to feel like, We were losing our lives. We were losing the lives we had planned. I never wanted to run anything. I never even wanted to run a small private practice, Uh, let alone now we know that this thing we're doing is much bigger than a small private practice. Uh, Whenever this first started, like I said, the dream just showed me a little bit. But then we continued to get these visions Mm -hmm. that were similar, these dreams that were similar. And after a while, you and I were like, so overwhelmed with all of it. I was writing it down as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. But then you got to wear a specific word from the Lord. Do you remember this about what we need to do with all this information? You had yes. said he he wants us to write everything we've seen.
0: Yes. Write everything down we've seen and well what happened was we were it was just so much. Mm-hmm. We were getting so much information downloaded right, to us right. and it was your information and my information and that we were trying to both keep up with each other's and ours and so we got to get up well I was praying one night and I said God you know how do I even pray for this thing because yeah it was just overwhelming me and so um, I went to sleep that night and uh, I had a dream and in that dream God gave me a specific I can't remember right now off the top of my head the exact things that he said, but he gave me a specific way to pray. And he said that we should write down um, all the things that we saw, get together, write down all the things that we saw Mm -hmm. and petition for them. And I was like, what's that mean? Petition for them. Like in the dream, he told me that we're supposed to pray for these. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to pray together for these things. Right. Indefinitely. (laughs) We do it every day. And Mm -hmm. that's what we've been doing since that dream. We got together. We wrote everything that we had seen. um, And we began praying for this and for it to come to fruition. We know He's promised that this is going to happen. And Mm -hmm. we are just waiting for His timing. And in that waiting season, He has us doing many
1: things, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And he's prompted us to go speak with people. He's prompted us with who? Some of them we we didn't know at all, Mm -hmm. really had no relationship with. And incredibly, he
0: has given us the people, he has laid out the people that we are to speak to for the future, the people that we haven't spoke to yet. There are some people that We've been praying over every day for some of them for, you know, over a year. Mm -hmm. We've been praying for them every day because at some point there's going to be a time when God tells us to that we will meet with them for some aspect of this project, Mm -hmm. you know. And the land that the project is going to be built on is going to be donated. Um, We don't know exactly the details or what that looks like, um, but we know that that's what's going to happen because... That's what we've been told.
1: Right. He tells us, and he reminded us very early on from Numbers twenty three nineteen. God is not a man that he should lie, or the son of man that he should change his mind. When he speaks, he acts, and when he promises, he always, he always fulfills. fulfills. And so we trust him, even though we know it sounds crazy. We're not idiots. We know this sounds a little out there, that two people... Simultaneously got visions and dreams of this nonprofit organization that's going to be built for his glory and his purposes.
0: To me, one of the craziest aspects of this whole thing is that we both know that the word that he is given is Mm -hmm. from him Mm -hmm. and that he will do it. And the beauty of it is We don't have to be concerned with when it gets done or how it gets done. Mm -hmm. As long as we obey what he's asking us to do, we know that in his timing, he will do it because he promised it. He's already given us the details and we're not responsible for those. He is the author of this and it's his Mm -hmm. and we are just stewarding what he has told us to do.
1: That's right and we have agreed to do it but that doesn't mean that it's just easy yeah it's actually been really hard even you would think if god gave you the blueprints to go build something you would just go build it mm-hmm. but it is it is not that simple no. it's required so much sacrifice i mean literally you know, giving up your life to find it is kind of, that's the road we've been on. There's been so much sacrifice. And in the process of that, I mean, it's just really hard. A lot of things about our life had to change in order to say yes to this. We had to say no to a lot of other things. things. And along the way, people don't get it. And so as we're changing, people in our lives see us as as different. I mean, I've been told that from Mm -hmm. multiple people in my lives, you're just so different than you used to be. And I'm like, absolutely, I am. And no way could the girl of old, that woman of of a few years ago, ever accomplish what the Lord is asking me to do. Because I have a different Level of faith. I mm-hmm. have been um, I've been refined in so many different ways, yes. and I could have not done this on my old faith, right, and my old belief system, and my dis. I was not as connected to the Holy Spirit years ago, and now I can hear His voice and discern Him very much more clearly than yeah. I ever could. And I had to go through a lot of trials and refining fires in order to get that. And so when I hear some people who've known me for years just talk about casually like, oh, you're just writing a book? Like, that's just so fun. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not like that. Like, <laughs> <you> <laughs> like that, 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 don't, get, don't get me wrong. You know, like, <clears throat> whenever,
0: whenever I'm not overwhelmed, I'm honored that God would trust me to do Sure. Any yes. part of this, you know, yes. and I know that you feel the same way, like, I, we're not worthy to, mm-hmm. to do these things. But yet he asks us to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is so hard. And it does require so much from us. But in this process, we are learning to, to set ourselves aside and to truly allow our flesh, our wants, and our desires to die to Christ, and we are learning to allow Him to have that control in our life and to be the author and finisher of our faith.
1: Exactly. We must, we have to sacrifice our lives, give up what we wanted our lives to be in order to do what He wants, in order to serve others. In this case, we have to show up every day for people And we hold those people in our minds whenever we want to go to bed at the end of the day. Whenever our regular work or school or um, adulting life is over at the end of the day, sometimes we have to just keep going. Completing the work for this nonprofit means late nights and missed hours of sleep, which is particularly difficult for me. Keeping our future clients and their needs in mind just kind of helps me keep going whenever I really want to be done. So the least of these, you know, becomes the greatest. Jesus said that whenever we've done, whatever we do for the least of these, we've done for Him. You know, every day we have the opportunity to choose
0: to either serve God or serve ourselves. Many times serving Him looks like serving others. We face these decisions over and over and over. Obviously, we're going to be wired to serve ourselves because we're human. Mm -hmm. But we are called to go against that sin nature and serve each other.
1: Right. That's the definition of being set apart, a peculiar people. You know, earlier I had mentioned that the people in Noah's time were set apart. What I actually meant was that Noah and his family were the ones that were set apart. They stood out from everyone in their culture. There should be a distinct difference between our lives as Christians and the culture that we're living in the rest of the world. The questions that we have to ask ourselves is, are we willing to be misunderstood for his sake? Mm -hmm. Perhaps even hated for his sake. He was certainly hated. People didn't understand him. They despised him. They rejected him. He was literally called a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Yet he was the only one that didn't deserve any of those things. We certainly, we are sinners. So even when we are misunderstood, there's part of us that is sinful and part of us that is, is fleshly and not right. Um, it's also extremely important that we create a level of dependency on him that is unmatched by anything. Well, and actually that's what God's doing. He's creating that. Yeah. You know, he's drawing
0: us out and setting us apart. And in doing that, it creates that isolation and that isolation is what Mm -hmm. causes us to develop
1: that dependency on him. Mm hmm. And being alone is not fun sometimes, but it's, it's hard it, but it is necessary sometimes it is I know it is definitely necessary and you know sometimes whenever we're stressed out um, or you know overwhelmed in this process it's it's incredibly important to have alone time that's when we don't need a bunch of voices in our mm-hmm. ears. we need to hear his voice and get yeah. alone with him. That's so important.
0: And, you know, cultivating that relationship with him, that is
1: what teaches us to be burdened for what he is burdened for. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We should be burdened by the things that truly burden him. And when we're not, something is not right. We're living a little too close to our culture our heart's desire is to show other people the love of Christ and how to have a relationship with Him so that they can make their choice. That's what we want. Yeah,
0: but as a society and even as Christians, we're becoming too comfortable with where we're at, so much so that we don't see that there's anything wrong with the way that we do life right now. Mm -hmm. We don't recognize that we're not sold out.
1: Yeah, and not sold out translates as lukewarm, and God tells us that if we are lukewarm, we will be spit out of his mouth, and that is not a place I want to be. I do not want to be lukewarm. I want to be on fire. And if you're listening to this and you recognize some traits of lukewarm in your life, or even cold, and um, you want to be hot, you may be asking, like, what does it take? What 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 does hot look like? What does sold out look like? And that's a good question. We have some answers. Yeah, I mean.
0: Obviously, we have to repent and confess mm-hmm. our sins, die daily to our flesh. Mm-hmm. You know? We want to ask God to give us that desire to be different because in and of ourselves, we don't have that. Right? You know? um, we want to see those souls come to Christ. And in order for that to happen, you know, we need to be in prayer for people that are lost. Mm-hmm. And we want a burden for them. So mm-hmm. ask God to give you that. You mm-hmm. know? Take time out of your day to, to speak to Him not just once or twice, but all throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Talk to Him. Have a conversation with Him. You got to be conscious of the fact that He is ultimately our source. And if we're not getting filled up with the things that are of God, we're in trouble.
1: Absolutely. If we're not asking for help, He is the helper in this life. This is a hard life to live without that source. And if you're not asking for his help, you can do that. That is one simple thing you can do today um, is say, God, help me. I don't know what direction to go. I don't know where what I'm doing with my life. I don't know what the next step is. Just help me. Just be close to me and come and be strength over this weakness because, man, we are so weak and um, whenever you are disconnected with that truth and you think that you are capable in and of yourself to heal yourself and fix yourself and we are strong and we are enough and all these mantras that we have in our culture today, which are really not true. You know, we are weak and we are in need of God, our creator to come and strengthen us. And I have never been in this season of my life more (laughs) acquainted with my weakness Building, building this place that he has given us a vision for has been the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. And it's not even my efforts that are going to create it. You know, it's it's his.
0: Yeah, trusting throughout this process is, has been painstakingly difficult Mm. for us. And it's a crazy wild beautiful journey that we're on and we just ask that you guys would join us in prayer for
1: this place of healing that he has us working on and we look forward to sharing more with y'all about it in the future as the spirit prompts us thanks for listening to the god be crazy podcast if the message of the podcast resonates with you please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode we also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform by doing this you may help others hear the podcast as well you can also follow us on instagram facebook or just share it the good old-fashioned way talk about it with the people in your life It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God.